Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Explode When Defeated presents Discuss All Monsters. I'm your host, Wyatt, and with me today, as always... It's Nikki. <laughs> it's the me. The other host. It's yes. me. Yes, and today we're going to be talking about a really... Uh, well, we're taking a break from Godzilla, you know, we've been dealing with him for a couple episodes now. But we're yeah. putting him back on the shelf, and we're going to talk about some classic one-off Toho goodness with Dogura, or, as it is called, Across the World, mm. Giant Space Monster Dogura, or Uchu Daikaiju Dogura, is a literal Japanese translation. <laughs> there course. is Space Mons, which is, this is important, keep that in mind, Okay. Earth, Earth Martial Law. Oh man, that's a cool fucking name. <laughs> the space monster as in uh, not uchu dai kaiju like the previous one that's right. supesu monster uh-huh uh dagora the space uh. monster which is the united states version oh yeah great x this x3000 phantoms against gangsters hell yes that, that, that's the germany title fuck yeah Do germany <laughs> germ um <laughs> Dogura, the monster of the Great Swamp, is the Italian title. Is the is space the Great Swamp? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and then from Brazil, just Dogura, the Space Invader. So, you I'm know. I, I'm sorry, I'm not over that. I'm just imagining the opening to Star Trek where he's like the Great Swamp, <laughs> <laughs> where no one has ever gone before, and stuff. You know. Uh, sorry, go on. <laughs> yes, so Dogura. This was a movie I wasn't looking forward to, as evidenced by our previous episode. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you were looking forward to it either. But no. you know, Nikki, how did you feel? Like, what are your first impressions and like immediate like feelings before we get into detail? Like, what what do you feel about this movie? Because you know, I'm just gonna spoil it for you. We have no personal history with this movie. This is the oh, first yeah. time I've ever seen it. And honestly, I've never even heard of it yeah. before I th doing this <laughs> podcast. So I think I think the second time I had ever heard of it ever was you mentioning it at the end of the last episode, and I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> uh, and the first time I'd ever heard of it was whenever we were trying to decide things we should watch, and I was like, "Oh yeah, sure, that one, whatever." But that was like eight months ago, <laughs> maybe a year. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, and now fast forward to now, and I forgot that we said that. So. <laughs> So here we are, but uh, as much as much doomsaying as as I guess this uh, lead up has been, I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised. However, yeah. however, I think this this movie fits along with uh, Gorath, uh, and uh, there's probably one other movie uh, in like a short series inside of the Toho Monster Collection, which uh, I would like to call uh, What Monster, <laughs> and then. <laughs> But then, the, the, like, uh, uh, the monster actually does have relevance later, but for the first, like, 40 minutes of this movie, I was like, <laughs> oh, where? Yeah. What? What is this? Uh, I was convinced there wasn't yeah, even a yeah. suit for a while, but uh, surprise. Yeah, but no, I was I was pleasantly surprised uh, by this film. It, it, it was like, 
uh, uh, more interesting than yeah. I think either of us were given credit for. So I want to go ahead and take the floor and say, Dorgara, I'm sorry. <laughs> we were mean. Uh, I won't let it happen again, but that's mostly because I probably nope. won't remember this movie too much no. after this podcast. But but I'm I'm sorry uh, in in this little in this little pocket of time. Yes. I'm sorry for being mean. Uh, uh, why, well, what, what do you uh, think? Mostly the thing? same as you, though. I would say that mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I was aware that there was like supposedly a monster in it, right, with the space jellyfish. So I was like looking for that. <laughs> uh, there, were, most of the time, foretold, it was just like yeah. space jizz that was attacking things for like the vast majority <laughs> of the movie. So it was, I was like, oh, is this the th- is this yeah. the actual in movie representation of what it's supposed to look like on the poster it looks like a jellyfish thing yeah uh, and then in the movies it's just like a blob but then eventually you actually get to the jellyfish thing we'll talk more about that later but i will say yeah. that i was extremely not wanting to do this in fact it was i was considering skipping it but we discuss all monsters not discuss most monsters so we fucking buckled down yeah. we did this it's getting done we're going to do Dogra. And you know what? I did enjoy it. Uh, and I would say that I mostly enjoyed it for absolutely nothing that has to do with the monsters. So it's kind of, yeah, you're <laughs> right that it, it it's it's in the same ballpark as Gorath, as Ashragon, and even Matango to a certain extent. Uh, though that movie was more of a straight up horror movie with yeah yeah matongo just yeah, owns that, that was a good was fucking movie awesome. with like <laughs> bare usage of the monsters yeah. and like same thing with even like mothra like you don't yeah. see the big moth mothra until like right. the last five minutes of the movie yeah but um jesus yeah you know so uh, i ended up enjoying myself uh in this movie far more than i expected but it is still like pretty middle of the road but i will say that we have gotten to the point that even these one-off middle-of-the-road movies are way fucking better than they were, like, earlier on, you know? Uh, I will admit something, a dirty secret, yeah. shh, don't tell anyone, but when we watched Varan on the Internet Archive, I set it to two times speed about, like, 20 minutes into the movie because I could not fathom watching them <laughs> like another hour of the movie at normal speed so well, well well this this is just proof of my uh unstoppable strength <laughs> versus you because uh buddy i watched that whole thing yeah and I, I was regular. planning on doing that uh, again with this movie uh, uh, but then there came a point where i'm like you know what hold on i actually want right. to listen to the, these yeah, I yeah. actually want to want to view this. Uh, uh, thank you, Martin, Martin Scorsese would be happy. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> thank you, Marty. Um, but uh, uh, <laughs> um, the, the, uh, I will say I, I did I did not watch Varan completely regular because I definitely <laughs> had to turn it down about most of the way, uh, the volume because it was fucking blown the fuck out. Uh, uh, this is this is only a joke. This is only a joke for uh, for for some some music fans out there. But uh, that that movie, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just the Internet Archive version. But that shit was mastered like a fucking <laughs> sleigh bells record. It was just like designed to make your fucking speakers melt. Oh, it's God. so fucking loud. Just people screaming. Yeah, and I was it just surprised that there was no. Anyway, there was nothing that like cacophonous or like 
terrible or there's no real I don't know there was nothing like it was like yeah, there's it was nothing real, it was especially well made. Okay, there's a few boring moments, yeah. but there was nothing like so boring that I was just like what the fuck move on. Come on, why is why is this happening? Like there's no clear padding uh yeah. necessarily throughout the entire movie. They it trails off at the end, but like Yeah. They don't necessarily like <laughs> pad it yeah. out. Uh I do have my fair share of problems with it, which I'll go through when we talk about the movie but before we get to that i want to talk about some history because believe it or not uh there's actually quite a bit of important or interesting production stuff about this movie yeah there are some meaty points on this google i'm I'm gonna try to read them uh like you know i'll try to not be super stiff reading them but i'm gonna mostly be referring to my google docs here people so you know a little peek behind the veil yeah so after Gorath right. in 1962, Dojiro Okami was brought back to write another treatment for a potential monster movie. Shinichi Sekizawa adapted that treatment into the first draft that was called Space Mons, like I said before. Uh, this was never fully produced, though. It was yeah. put on the shelf for two years, and then it was reworked mm. by Sekizawa, who had previously done Varan and... Uh, uh, Gorath and a few of the other movies that we talked to. I believe like most of the movies that we talked about after Varan, uh, he was the script person, the screenwriter that that's what it's called. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's (laughs) not script person, but (laughs) yeah. Uh, after that point, I have no idea how they were like, yeah, no, that's cool. You can, that movie was good enough for you to continue to, to write these movies but hey he got way better <laughs> after that so uh, glad they yeah no no yeah. sec is always like a great mainstay after at, at uh, this point so yeah, yeah so after two years he reworked it into something called space space martial law which is an awesome title like you said you know uh, that's far Hell cooler than yeah. what we actually got but you know or more evocative than what we actually yeah. got uh, there's no, there's like no space in this movie. Right. For being about a space monster, there's not, there's no space. There's one scene in yeah. space. Where's yeah. A, where the hell did it go? Where's all where the space, it? man? Where's, where's the great swamp? Where's, where's, great where's swamp? that great swamp? Where's that great swamp up in the sky? Ah, <laughs> uh, so, so yes, Dogra is a pretty interesting <laughs> monster design because it's a jellyfish thing and not a big lizard thing. Uh it was actually designed specifically to right. be very strange and different and like inhuman compared to the rest of the monsters. Cause they didn't want to make a movie that was about like the morality of killing a monster or dealing with monsters or anything like that. Uh, like we talked about in our previous episode, um, they wanted to do right. a whole movie that was just like, Oh, there is a monster. It's like a, it's like a regular jewel heist film with like backstabbing and like, hot potatoing of like things back and forth with each other and espionage and things like that. All that oh stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. All that stuff. Double crossing and triple yeah, crossing. All that stuff is backdropped with the big monster <laughs> that is just sucking up diamonds every so often. So. Which, which kind of fucking yeah. owns yeah. as an idea for a movie. Uh, I, like, like there should be a version of this with way better execution that like, that like would, that's probably like directed by, 
I don't know, just just like uh, uh, some modern, like really like interesting director or whatever that would like just 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 do yeah, way better absolutely. and stuff and get way more recognition than Dogra. But I appreciate that yeah, Dogra's yeah. Do- Dogra itself, the monster, though. is just a very strange yeah. looking thing. Uh, they went for a protozoa as yeah. the design, like. Oh, we're going to go off that. I'm going to assume that that's what a protozoa looks like, because I don't know. I didn't look it up. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, you <laughs> can like, lie you know to what? me, that's and I believe it. Yeah, you. you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, so sure. The protozoa. design itself was obviously like really hard to get to work, because they've done, like, wire rigs for monsters, like Ghidorah in the previous movie, and Mothra in the right. movies before that. You know, those are all wire rigs. Those aren't necessarily suits. They're like operated uh, by people behind the scenes, some devious puppet master for sure. Uh, so this one was really tough because it was made from soft vinyl purely. It's like this solid clump of fucking soft vinyl, I guess. And it was really hard to get that to make it move like a jellyfish with like strands of tentacles and things like that. So they had oh, to weird. put it into yeah. a water tank and puppet it around like that to give it its, like, ethereal, floaty movement. Uh, however, this backfired horribly as putting right. it in a water tank and moving it around caused bubbles. So bubbles got in the way of the camera lens all the time. So they only had, like, 30 seconds of footage of this monster to use. So that's <laughs> why when it shows up in its big adult form, you only see it like a few times and it's obscured mostly by clouds and that's why it's like most of the time it's the space jizz and then after that it separates into a bunch of tiny little jellyfish things Uh, and that's something i want to talk about real quick that i think is super interesting is that uh, i think of like japanese video games that have monsters in them where like you attack them and then they like explode into a ton of tiny little monsters and right. I can't help but think that there's some connection with that, you know, and like Symphony of the Night, there's like jellyfish monsters that you destroy and then it explodes into other tiny jellyfish monsters. Uh, right. And to me, like that, that can't be anything but a reference to Dogra unless that just, unless real jellyfish, that just happens to them. I don't think it does, but that's just, if that's true, then something that has become kind of a typical trope in those games only exists because of like an error that happened in production where they could not even show the monster they designed <laughs> for that long. So they had to find a workaround. All right. So that's, that's really cool that they took those lemons and made some sweet, sweet lemonade with it. Oh, man. oh yeah. Now I'm thirsty. Uh, <laughs> the creator of it, uh, of the, Dogura design was uh, Keizo Marase, who was a suit maker from Varan onward. A lot of people got their start in Varan, weirdly enough. Yeah, like, hey, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad, sure. Uh, man, Varan, yeah, though. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Mm, oh. mm, uh, anyway. Mm, okay. uh, <laughs> other than that, though, you know, I keep referring to the first form as Space Jizz. Uh, please. You know, forgive my vulgarness, but, you know, come on, look at it. Uh, but but that, that form was also kind of created through uh, some pretty, like, low-tech means, which is a thing that I absolutely love about these movies, is that everything is, it doesn't have this blown-out budget like Hollywood movies would have. 
They yeah, have, no. Yeah, there's yeah, ingenuity. So they took yeah. uh, organic liquid glass and then placed it between two sheets of actual, like, regular glass and then, like, squished it around and then filmed that and then put that into the film to give the effect of the monster, like, searing through the giant metal vaults and everything. Right. Uh, yeah. And another <laughs> very bizarre thing that I, I, I guess I should have assumed, but I didn't know before researching this, was that the film was never released anywhere officially uh, in home video. Like, not even in Japan. The only, bo- only the bootlegs fuck? existed all around the world. And the version that we watched was a dubiously legal 2005 version released by Media Blasters, who... Mostly releases like really crappy, like very, very, very low budget anime and hentai. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! I thought one can only wonder what the blaster <laughs> and media blaster is about. Hmm, yeah, um, interesting. Oh man, like what's what is with all the 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 <laughs> semen references? Uh, we, <laughs> we're off to a good start. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If the Lonely Island can joke about it in a song on yeah. SNL, we can joke about yeah, it here. We can, damn we can it! Joke. We're not saying where it comes from, by you the know. way. We're just saying a funny word. Oh yeah, <laughs> funny yeah. word. Yeah. Um, so yes, but yeah, uh, <laughs> fucking media blasters. Um, I've not heard that name yeah. in a very long yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so wait, do, so I guess does that mean Toho like fucking hates I this don't movie? Know. I, Somehow? I do not know. There, I just, as far as I could find, I, so I looked on multiple sources and I could not find any yeah. evidence. Like it said specifically, this was never released, like in three different places. Damn. And that was shocking because I'm like, man, well, you know, the subtitles were not bad that we were using. Yeah. So it wasn't. They weren't. They were actually yeah. decent. Yeah. And the, the video quality wasn't terrible either. So I was just, you know, it's not freaking yeah. Criterion Collection or anything, but it was still no. pretty, it was still a competently done yeah. release of it. So it's funny that that is like not necessarily a bootleg, yeah. but it's like this is an independent. It's the same thing as like limited run games, you know, where it's uh they right. take they had this license for release it's not necessarily by toho through their own production uh you know because they yeah. have their own dvd releases and everything like that uh so that's just very interesting that this movie is kind of like yeah almost forgotten uh which is makes it i you know and i'm glad we did it because it probably yeah, would same. have never crossed any human on the planet's mind until we are talking about it to you people uh, yeah <laughs> yeah we're trailblazers uh uh so 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 yeah so if uh if the internet archive ever gets wrongfully annihilated mm-hmm. uh uh by by some by some idiots yeah uh, and stuff uh, uh 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 then uh your best chance is to either download it right now if you want to ever watch it after listening to this episode or uh you could, uh, I guess, go to Yahoo Auctions and just hope to God you find a film reel <laughs> of it. Just, just that some, yeah. <laughs> that some fucking uh, 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 disgruntled employee at Toho just steals <laughs> and then sells online. Yeah. I guess so. There, uh, those are the only two options. Absolutely. So this, there you you go. know, I'm going to talk about another thing that I do. Uh, it's a review series, Charlie Brown. Real quick, this reminds me of that where there are some oh, of yeah. those specials have never been 
re-released or like the last time they were re-released was like the 80s on vhs so it's like extremely mm-hmm. hard to find good quality copies of them uh yeah that's and it's to me like that's kind of like the whole point of doing that video series it's like oh i get to highlight these weird obscure specials uh that just have never really seen the light of day because they keep releasing the same like 10 specials and i don't know come on hbo max just put on all the peanut stuff you have them all right come on just put all of them up Put them up so that people can watch along with my videos and I don't have to keep on being like, yeah, you're going to have to go on daily motion to watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Or like with with this, where we're like, oh, you got to go on archive. You got to go on internet archive, yeah. (laughs) So the final final very interesting note about production stuff uh, is that there's an Mm -hmm. important character in the movie named Mark Jackson, who's a white guy. Uh, so he's he's very like he stands out because of that. Uh, he yeah. is an interesting character in the movie, to say the least. And he was originally planned <laughs> yeah. to have a whole series of films just about him. Like this was like his debut, oh my fucking debut god, role. But there was going to be a whole series of films where he was an international secret agent on missions all around the world, but nothing ever came of that. Man, uh, I would have loved to see yeah. that. And if that if that was if that happened, then I would have said that we need to pump the fucking brakes on this <laughs> and watch all those because I, Mark Jackson is fucking amazing <laughs> in this movie. We'll get to him, but I will sing the praises of Mark Jackson. He fucking makes this movie oh, sing. Yeah. Oh, he is so, the best character by so far. He's oh, he's so fun. Uh, but yeah, so, so man, yeah, I, I love that. That was a plan that apparently Toho themselves recognized that. And they're like, yeah, this guy, this guy kind of rules. Uh, and, and they just, it sucks that they couldn't do it, it, but damn, that, that's like really funny that that was even in the cards. Uh, I think it's interesting because I believe this movie is either very contemporary with or predates James Bond. Uh, so if they were planning on making like a whole series of these like spy thrillers or like secret oh agent God. fillers, uh, thrillers, then, you know, it might've like undercut James Bond. Not to say that there was never any spy fiction before James Bond, you know, obviously that's not the case, right? but uh, he has this very prolific series of movies and they had planned to do multiple movies yeah. right off the bat with uh good old, marky jackson here so <laughs> marky marky Ma- marky mark in the funky yeah good old, good old mark uh, jackson no, marky mark this this movie could be described as marky mark versus the funky <laughs> bunch oh uh, yeah <laughs> um man just imagining a world in which mark jackson is is uh played by daniel craig <laughs> right now that would rule and and, and Toho makes makes the big spy thriller, the spy thriller yeah. series is very yeah, funny. I mean, anyway, hey, look, Toho, they were the first <laughs> to make a continuous universe of movies that are connected to each other. Uh, and yet people always give that credit, credit to like, oh, to James Bond or to um, the MCU for some reason or whatever. No, no, yeah. bad. Did you run in those with the newspaper? No, it's all... It's all Toho, baby. They're the first. It's 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 that Godzilla, oh, yeah. man. 
It's that big old lizard. It's that big old lizard. Um, but yeah, I guess that, does that wrap it up for uh, for history? Okay, so, Nikki, how about you lead us in to the discussion on the movie in question? Of course. I, I, I'd, I'd be more than happy to. Uh, Absolutely. So, so Dogura starts out in typical monster movie fashion, actually, for Toho, uh, where it is a, a shot of, of the Earth from space, uh, and, and there are satellites uh, and then there are scientists and they're watching the satellites uh, from radars and they're like, hmm, <laughs> yes. Hmm. And so, uh, and then uh, cool. shit, a bunch of shit acts up because there's uh, uh, there, there's there's space jizz up there uh, just just wreaking <laughs> havoc. And uh, in, in that great swamp. Right. Yeah. And then uh, in the great swamp and uh, and then shit fucks up and they're like oh man there's stuff wrong and stuff and then the title card shows up and uh the the only note i had for this intro here right before the title card was efficient uh it's it's just it's kind of all you need to know there are so many intros to many of these monster films that could have just been way down shortened to just dudes in lab coats going hey something's weird and then something weird happens and it's like oh man it this sucks and then and then the title card shows up and then and then the movie is instantly five seconds. Yeah, five yeah. seconds. Uh, Gorath could have could have cut out that entire actually suspenseful intro sequence. Nah, don't need that. <laughs> Just need five seconds. Dudes in lab coats yep. going, "Hey, wait a minute!" <laughs> and then title card. Uh, and then instantly after that, we get a lady smoking in a car, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, uh, being uh, uh, I guess sixties. Uh, uh, vision of hot woman uh and and mm-hmm. i guess modern version of hot woman i mean it depends on yeah, what, you're what, what your yeah. style is and everything you know, kind of a femme fatale type thing uh and then uh, she's just she's just minding her own business smoking in this car and uh uh and then a, a couple cops like accost her ask her some questions and then and then like just, i don't know like the, nothing happens and then they leave and then they, they immediately say some sexist shit and stuff which is <laughs> which is typical cop behavior these cops are already rendered in yeah. very realistic fashion uh <laughs> by this movie and then uh but then no it, it, it turns out um <laughs> actually um, before we get to what is actually happening with the lady uh, this is how scattershot the movie kind of gets focus wise <laughs> yeah because there's there really is no main character that's a bit weird um but uh, suddenly the cops uh, happen upon uh, and, and I honestly kind of want to show this scene in film classes, I think, uh, because it's it is uh, it's perfect uh, and mm-hmm. and it's hilarious and it's inexplicable. And I love it. The, it's the cops immediately after accosting a woman and smoking in her car, minding her own business uh, and then saying some sexist shit about said woman. They, they walk around the corner and then they see a man who was chilling the fuck out so hard that he's just like floating in midair across the street. And I was laughing and my, my note just says, what is going on? Uh, uh, Wyatt's note just says, all right. <laughs> and, uh, it, it is, it doesn't make any sense. And, and it's really fucking intensely funny. Uh, like he's literally just sitting there, like laying down and like laughing and stuff. Um, it's it's a pretty good like Looney Tunes bit. The only thing more Looney Tunes about it that they could have done is if like uh, 
he was like smelling like a pie on a windowsill and like floating toward yeah. it. That, see, <laughs> at first I thought maybe that's what the fuck was going right. on. I was like, oh, is this supposed to be like a really weird and out of place like visual gag of like, oh, this no. guy's so oh he's yeah. dreaming, so he's like drifting through the air. He's, oh, he's, he's going to sleep. He's like counting a, those sheep. Yeah, <laughs> but but no, he's just floating and like we'll get to it later, but. The whole floating thing doesn't make any sense. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it never like really gets a good yeah. explanation. And and then, and then the cops are like, "Hey, wait a minute! Quit floating there. That's somehow illegal." <laughs> so and and they drag him down. Typical cops. They drag him down, and he's yeah, typical cop behavior. Come on. Uh, they they drag him down, and uh, and everyone's like freaked out, and like I I guess he was like drunk, and he just like was sleeping. I don't know. Uh. And uh, 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 and then we cut to a diamond heist, and like this is already a mm-hmm. dizzying like few minutes of this movie, <laughs> where it's like, what is happening? Uh, there, like, there's this diamond heist, and uh, uh, they're they're cutting into uh, a safe, um, and uh, and then the, one of like this this uh, uh, extremely small gangster. Uh, he's like mm-hmm. two feet shorter than everyone else. He's just like so small. He's just a small, tiny little man and stuff. And like uh, yeah. uh, uh, he gets like spooked by seeing uh, the titular uh, space jizz on the wall, which yeah, is he... like uh, breaking into the building. Yeah, he, he's the kind of diminutive like crony guy and like, like a Looney Tunes. Thing yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And, and he, and, point to his boss. And, and he's like constantly scared of everything that happens. Uh, but like, uh, yeah. And then, and then he like is alarmed and, and uh, taps, taps his homeboy on the shoulder to, uh, to try to tell him something weird's going on. But then his, his friend starts floating in the air. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and he's like well, well, well why are you floating and like he's like way more like okay so if someone was floating right like out of nowhere yeah. i don't know that i would be scared i'd just be like man what the hell and then like and then like be really puzzled i don't know that i'd be like screaming scared about it but this guy is like terrified and yeah, he's losing his fucking mind over this dude being like three three or four inches off the ground like not yeah, even that yeah high yeah, off the ground. yeah, it's yeah. Like... and then he as well starts floating uh yeah and uh uh and it was really just i i was so awestruck by this film uh in yeah. these first like five minutes it was like what the fuck is happening uh, so it's it's like such an incredible start to a movie and then and and here hold on yeah before before you move on. I right. just want to really drill this point home yeah. that everybody in the audience, you might be thinking, guys, come on. It's obviously the monster is doing something uh, to them and it's causing them to float. Well, if that's the case, there's no point in the movie where they elaborate why that would happen. I don't think it actually happens again at any point Like that people get lifted up. It's usually like just carbon or coal yeah yeah it's, it's like getting, other like lifted up and in... it's other stuff but like this is the only time <laughs> that people themselves are getting floated yeah and and also just being just utterly like like just just like like inconsolably scared about it just yeah. just so <laughs> fucking petrified by these men floating and standing up like six inches higher than they used to stand uh 
it's a really funny thing. <laughs> like, I, I can't... Yeah. Uh, they all get spooked, I guess, and they run away. So I guess the floating wore off. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. They just run away and the cops don't get them because they're very ineffective cops. And guess what? Yeah. Uh, the lady who is smoking uh, that was minding her own business, it turns out her business was nefarious because she was the getaway car for the thieves. So that kind of circled around, which was nice. But then we cut again to different characters uh, featuring a rich guy with a bunch of diamonds. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's just it just cuts to a man pouring out some diamonds and i was like oh these are diamond thieves they got away with the heist and then it was yep. just no mm -hmm. it was just some other different old man it was like oh okay this is just the this is just another man with diamonds <laughs> he has so many diamonds yeah. that he's just chilling with uh and then there's just a dude like sneaking in his house and then the guy's like, wait, no, I'm a detective. And I'm like, what is happening again? Like, like this, I thought I understood <laughs> this movie for a split second. And now I, now I'm not understanding it again. And then the, de uh, the detective's like, no, there's someone else in your house. <laughs> and I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> and, and then uh, uh, they start looking around and surprise, it's a white guy. Uh, uh, and, oh, and, and, ah! <laughs> and, 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 uh, 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 and then he fucking judo chops the detective and just books it and uh, uh, takes the damn diamonds. And uh, uh, so that's great. I, I love that. Yeah. Honestly, uh... Hey guys, you know what's better than video games and beer? Cat videos? Be Arthur? Incorrect! Nothing! The answer is absolutely nothing! Alright, alright. You know, actually, I do think you're right. Agreed. We're here at the Dogcast. We podcast about video games and beer. And beer and video games! Available weekly on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Be Arthur. Yes. We're the Spirit Hunters, and we're a show that treats Hunter Hunter and Yu Hakusho's author as the center of the universe. Some weeks, we do linguistic analysis. So, the Chinese meaning of this character is to smelt or refine, but so the changed meaning in Japanese it means to temper. Other times, we get absolutely smashed. So we take one shot every time. Yusuke uses the ray gun. One hour later. This is the least coherent episode. Oh, Sarah, you're... Okay, I think your apartment is you can find out more about the Spirit Hunters right here on the Greenlit Podcast Network. And then we... This uh, person, by the way, is the aforementioned yes, Mark Jackson. this is Mark Jackson. Yes. Uh, this is how we're... He's introduced as he... He... He, uh, he bum-rushes a detective and judo chops him and then leaves yeah. with a bunch of diamonds, uh, which is and, awesome. And so we're clear, again, uh, we keep changing perspectives from different people. The people yeah. we see first, the scientists in the lab looking at things they are we never ever see them uh ever again 
they're not important to the plot. <laughs> that was just like a thing that happened, and it's like, oh, well, that's a thing. Oh well, and we, then we go. We do see one of them. We do see one of them again. Uh, 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 or at least I noticed. We do see one of them again, but we never come back to that room uh, no, with the scientists. No, no, no. Um, so, uh, uh, so the. So we cut over and now we're following the perspective of, of Mark Jackson uh, before we know that mm-hmm. his name is Mark Jackson. And yes. he gets uh, gently coerced with pistols uh, by uh, the, uh, the, uh, the <laughs> by the gang from earlier uh, that uh, tried to get away with that heist. And they're like, hey, get in this car real quick. And he's like, well, don't mind if I do. You're just you're only pointing guns at me. I mean, why not? Uh, so, (laughs) so he gets in the damn car and then we switch back to the detective, uh, and he wakes up, uh, and sees, uh, a woman and, uh, uh, he instantly goes homona, homona, homona and hits himself on the head with a hammer. And then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, his, his tongue rolls out like a carpet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, no, but he, he he, like instantly hits on this woman and it's really, and it's really funny because the old guy is like what are you doing is like it's it's like funny in this movie just because it is instantly pointed out just like why and it's like oh yeah Yeah. i I guess it is weird uh so i guess i guess old sekizawa was getting a little like uh 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 was getting a little introspective on this one because uh (laughs) i think there's, there's a lot of like weird romances that just show up in some of these movies and i guess on this one he's like you know Maybe not every time this needs to happen. It's like, well, that's yeah. nice, buddy. Um, the <laughs> but he, he wakes up and uh, uh, he meets uh, uh, this this uh, secretary of the uh, the old man. What with uh, who who was the former owner of the diamonds uh, and no longer, no longer, uh, yeah, for, former. Yeah. But but he doesn't seem too bummed about it. He's just kind of like yeah. surprised that it happened. Uh, which I guess is nice. Uh, uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but then after that, the, uh, uh, the thief with, uh, the gang, uh, uh the, after that, the, uh, uh, Mark Jackson shows up with the, the gang of thieves to their hideout with their cigar chomping boss, uh, which every one of these movies has to have. I think the last like four movies <laughs> has had some cigar yeah. chomping boss guy. That's like, ah, fuck. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, they show up and uh, he immediately starts talking shit to the boss, which is great. Uh, yep. Mark Jackson just has absolutely zero respect for anybody in this movie, which is kind of just <laughs> amazing. Uh, and uh, he introduces himself when I just wrote this down exactly what he said. Uh, when he introduces himself, he says, Mark Jackson, Hoseki broker. Uh, and I love that. <laughs> that just made me laugh. Just him saying Mark Jackson, Hoseki broker and stuff is very funny. Um, so, uh, and then in the rest of my notes, I just want to say, just cause I was being funny for myself in the rest of my notes. Every time I mentioned Mark Jackson, I called him Mark Jackson, Hoseki broker every time. Uh, so, um, uh, I, I opted for a different joke in that <laughs> I noticed his resemblance to H bomber guy, the YouTuber. And then I'd only referred to him as that from that point on, but I should have put more respect on Mark Jackson's name. <laughs> right, yeah, he, Mark de- Jackson. he deserves it. Yeah. Uh, I called everybody else detective guy and girl and yeah. diamond guy yeah. and things like that. Yeah. I started, oh, I, oh. I started to, to, to note down the names and stuff because uh, none of these movies mm-hmm. ever like, 
do like a stellar job at like naming their characters really like it's yeah it's very blink and you miss it uh the detective his name is komai the secretary is kirino right and the mm-hmm. doctor is munakata uh so and, okay. and those are our key characters so, yeah so so munakata yeah. uh his diamonds that he was checking out weren't right. even real diamonds. They weren't even real. He has diamonds. real diamonds, but those were not the real diamonds. <laughs> those were fake diamonds that he created. And then Mark yeah. Jackson takes them to to Fidel Castro, the evil gang lord guy. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, "What the fuck? These are fake." He's like, "Wait, shit, they are." Should have known that Hoseki broker. But here's the thing: my brain was like, "Oh, pff, I know this movie's about a monster that eats diamonds." So they're ob- like he's like, hmm, I'm making fake diamonds, but I haven't perfected them yet. That immediately puts in your brain, oh, he's going to at some point perfect making artificial diamonds, right. perhaps to lure the monsters into some sort of trap and then get one over on them. And I want you to keep that in the back of your head. Yes. This is an important Chekhov's gun. Right. Uh, so just yeah, keep yeah, that I mean... in the back of your brainy brain this whole time we're talking about this. Yeah, yeah. We're going to we're going to get to that later. Um. But yeah, they, they, they weren't even real diamonds in this Hoseki broker, this supposed Hoseki broker. Uh, yeah. Couldn't tell. Um, and uh, uh, I do have to mention that uh, uh, when you mention that he does have real diamonds, it's just these are his fake ones and stuff. Uh, I, I, th- I immediately thought of the idea that uh, Munakata was just like saving face. And he's like, no, I actually am rich. I have real ones. Don't worry. <laughs> y- you can't see them. But I, I do have real diamonds, I swear. <laughs> It says these are my fake diamonds and stuff. Like, like, like he's, he's just he's reassuring himself. No, no I'm still yeah. rich. I still have money. Um, I, I also mentioned uh, in the, in my notes. This isn't important at all. Uh, but the thieves have this like uh, and okay. The, Wyatt called him Fidel Castro, but like the the boss of the of these thieves. He, he's this is a Japanese man, but he is he yeah. is just dressed extremely like Fidel Castro. With like, with like a tan shirt and like the the cigar. Yeah. Um, I, if you guys could hear that train, I'm sorry, but a train just fucking went by. Uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that just fucking d- distracted the shit out of me. Um, but yeah. but this is not important. But the thieves have this bad fucking ass desk radio setup that like transforms. Yeah. I was like awestruck as soon as he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, you're getting a call. And he's like, oh, okay. And then the desk just goes <laughs> and then just fucking just transforms entirely. I was like, whoa, that's such an insane thing just to like have visually and just do nothing with and stuff. Like it's just, it's just in there. Um, yeah, it, it, that was nuts. But uh, uh, the thieves go and uh, take Mark Jackson away to, uh, I guess, a room to just beat him up and I guess deal with later. And then Mark Jackson, he's like, no guys, I know judo. And he just like instantly deals with them and leaves, uh, which I kind of just love. Um, The, uh, the old guy uh, turns out um, that we, 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 it turns out we find out through conversation between Komai and Kirino uh, that uh, the old guy Munakata is a expert in crystal uh, crystallology. Uh, I guess that's a real thing. Maybe the okay. subs just like made up a word. Like I know that's like a real thing, uh, but like crystallology doesn't make 
like th that doesn't sound real. It could be. I don't know things. I want you guys to realize just once again, I, I just need you to always yeah. just know uh, me and Wyatt are not experts in anything. We're just people no, that like to talk about this shit. So I'm so there may be some facts that we say that are just flagrantly wrong. And I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and that's. And you know what? It's sometimes it's okay because it's funnier that way. Yeah, so. yeah. But like you would imagine, it'd be like geology, right? And stuff. Christ yeah, Christology sure. feels like sounds weird. Um, but uh, crystal map. But yeah. So so yeah. He's he's got that crystal. Um, but uh, uh, but while they're talking and stuff, and uh, they mention this like big, gigantic uh coal mine, uh or a coal reserve or something that's like just behind them. That's like, Oh yeah, this thing's real big. There's a whole lot of coal here. Funny that we're talking all about <laughs> yeah. all this diamond stuff. There's so much coal here. And then Dogra shows up, but this time he's big now and he just starts fucking oh. sucking up all this coal, just a ton yeah, of coal sucking the shit out of it. And yeah. this is kind of one of like the two, uh, tokusatsu effects in this movie <laughs> <laughs> or you know yep. the two like classically as you would colloquially know over here as tokusatsu effects and stuff uh where it's like oh hey they just made like this really cool whirlwind of just like shit and stuff that like goes up into dogra which we don't really clearly see because he's like uh yeah weird like protozoa i guess you know uh, i don't know what those look like yeah. so <laughs> you know I'll, I'll take their word for it that it's a yeah, I'll, take, I'll take your word for it uh but he shows up and eats a bunch of coal and then people are like whoa um that that that's that, crazy that's pretty nuts and uh, uh it's like a, it's a really cool scene and stuff like it's uh uh yeah uh, i mean it's it, it's cool on, a, on an effects level and everything that's uh narratively it doesn't really instill much fear because you can't even see what's 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 doing it and stuff is just like well that's mm -hmm. an unfortunate thing that's happening it's kind of like the weird disconnect you get in like national disaster movies sometimes where it's like well yeah this this, yeah. this sucks but you don't really care too much about what's happening um that's kind of the the uh, vibe with that scene uh so d did you have any thoughts well i was just gonna say mm -hmm. that like you know this is the first time the monster kind of formally shows what it's going to do. Yeah. Uh, after this point, my notes kind of slowed down because it basically is just like a back and forth between the cops and the bad guys, like for the next like 15 minutes or something like yeah. that. And it's like a, it's a cool chase and like tricking each other. And this right. guy is fucking over this guy and doing this yeah. thing to this guy and all that stuff. But it takes until about, like 40 minutes or so into the movie for the monster to directly come in contact with the people's plot. Uh, where yeah. Like, Oh, as they're having a shootout on a mountain road, the, there are people that stopped their car and ran away and they happen to also be hauling a giant, like dump truck full of coal. Uh, so of course yeah. that attracts Dogra yet again to suck all this up. And then they're like, "Whoa, hold on! I think this might be a monster that's been doing this." Yeah, yeah, and you, and and you get your uh, your you get your ever timeless uh, exchange in these movies where it's like, "Hey, I think it might be a monster," and someone's like, "A fucking monster? What are you stupid? What are you <laughs> Those don't dumb? Exist. Those don't exist." And it's like, man, like 
there was so much coal that got sucked up by a whatever out there and stuff. Like, I mean, though, I guess like it was, it was so like uh, unknowable that like I guess you could yeah. chalk it up to like bad tornado uh, or something. <laughs> but yeah, like, very... but you know, um, so uh, uh, so then after this is a pretty uh, is one of my favorite scenes I think uh, where Mark just shows up at. Munakata's place and uh mm-hmm. Kirino phones up Komai and is like, hey, detective man, uh Mark's here, so you could totally just like catch him right now. He's you know, uh uh and uh uh she comes back into the room and then Mark's like, You definitely called those those detectives, and she's like, Shit. And so and it's like, man, Mark Mark is like reading the script as it's happening. He's like He's like aware of the movie happening around him. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's just like just this unstoppable character. Um, and uh, <laughs> he's like Bugs Bunny. God, no, yeah. Like man, like it's gonna get to a point where like this might have to become a bit where like every time something bad happens or some character flaw uh, happens and just like you know messes up the plot or something like that in a movie, we're just gonna have to be like, well, you know, Mark Jackson wouldn't have let this happen and stuff. You know. <laughs> Just, just, yeah. just, you know, because Mark fucking Jackson, he's like, he's like, uh, infallible in this film. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> this movie. We love Mark. Yeah, yeah. We love you, Mark. Mark's great. Mark, friend of the show, Mark Jackson, fictional character. Yeah. Yep. Let's uh, get him on here. Yeah. Let's, let's get guest. Mark Jackson on the show. Is uh, man, I, I wonder if that actor is still around. Anyway. Hmm. Uh, God, what if we could get him as a guest? That'd be funny. Uh, <laughs> this elderly. Like infirm man, one hundred years old. Just... Um, but but uh, so the detective, so so uh, Komai shows up and he's dressed in like uh uh like some like traditional like I guess like wine cellar garb, uh, and and he's just like, oh, your wine orders here and something, and then and then <laughs> and then Kirito like like goes over to him and is like hey drop the act he already knows you're here and it's like oh damn and somebody's like he got this <laughs> disguise for nothing which i think is just <laughs> such a funny like I, I feel like with a few tweaks this could have been like a really fun like comedic twist on the genre where they made it just a lot more yeah. funny a lot more like kind of uh i mean referencing a movie that came out like 20 years after this but a lot more like i guess like naked gun or something like yeah. on or just something yeah. really preposterous and weird uh which is almost what i thought we were getting with the fucking man just floating and chilling out mm-hmm. earlier but um so then like they, they interrogate mark and mark's like oh no i've got a badge and they're like what and he's like no i'm i'm with you guys i'm a part of the diamond insurance agency and it's like <laughs> damn like these guys must be fucking serious uh and i guess this is just like uh, how it is with like stuff that's this valuable, I suppose. But man, these like these diamond sellers would be fucking serious if they're like sending this guy out here and got him packing heat, and he's like, "I'm gonna mm-hmm. fucking murder people that are like, <laughs> I'm going to enact justice, <laughs> uh, and and judo chop fools that try to steal these diamonds." Uh, but also like he thought he was stealing time anyway. So. Uh, yeah. uh, look, like we, we can't be just pointing out all the story flaws in this thing. Um, be but, but essentially Mark tells them to get owned and he's like, uh, yeah, 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 buddy, you can't, you can't get me. Not, not, in, not in your court of law. Uh, and then, uh, uh, 
and then it switches back to the gang and they opened up the suitcase that they got away with well, after the uh uh after dogra showed up during their gunfight and they find out like it's just a bunch of candy and they were like duped by mark and it's like damn mark mark just always wins in this movie constantly yep. um He's like four steps ahead of everybody. Right. Yeah. So, so then it, uh, the movie turns into a monster movie again and they do the, uh, <laughs> and they do the famous uh, uh, monster makes the headlines uh, type thing. That's like in a, a bunch of these movies uh, and, uh, and he's in all the headlines and stuff and Mark, uh, the old guy and the secretary uh, all make way for a Kyushu. Uh, and Smoke Lady uh, hits up Mark, and she's like, "I know you tricked these boys, uh, and I w- how about we do a good old fashioned double cross and we, sp- we split up these diamonds?" And then Mark says, "Nah," <laughs> and he just <laughs> leaves, and that's like the whole scene. And uh, it's like a really fun scene, but that's like the essentials of it. Is like, "Hey, we could partner up, big boy," and he's like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." Nope. I'm Mark. <laughs> or we cannot. I'm Mark Jackson. I am not so swayed by your feminine wiles. And so I, I've uh, I've I've got some adventuring to do. I, I I've got I've got diamonds to protect. Um so Munikata and uh uh Kirino show up and they actually meet up with a bunch of military dudes, and you're like, ah, here we go. Monster movie time. Here we are. Uh and they're discussing Dogura, and there's a really great gag here as well. This is like three for three for really fucking funny things in this movie, where uh, uh, their satellites are picking up a bunch of sounds, and then this really strange, like, thumping-like sound happens, and it sounds like some monster. And then it's like, oh, God, what was that? And stuff, and it's like, oh, no, it seems like a bird, like, got really close <laughs> to, the, to the sound receiver thing. It's like, oh, okay. And then a different terrifying sound shows up and it's like okay no that that might be the thing and he's like wait that kind of sounds and then one of the general guys is like uh who i think that same guy has played generals in these movies like 40 times he he's like <laughs> he's like he's like boss hog of the fucking uh uh military dudes in like many of these movies so i think he was in mysterians he was probably in uh king Ghidorah or king kong versus godzilla he's in a lot of these um but he's like wait a minute uh that kind of sounds like some bees or some uh or some insects and then munakata's like uh but do they (laughs) no munakata says that they sound like insects and then the other guy actually says a smart thing and he's like do insects fly twenty thousand feet in the air and he's like all right good point (laughs) (laughs) and uh and then they start kind of acting as if this is a swarm of insects they're dealing with where it kind of, that kind of gets interesting. Uh, and then mm. they're like, all right, gang, let's, let's, uh, let's figure out what's going on. And uh, they pretty quickly, like just <laughs> figure out like all the monster stuff is like so truncated in this film. It's like so quick. Um, and they, they pretty quickly figure out that uh, uh, um, like around at the tunnel, where uh, it was picking stuff up, uh, th- there was like a bunch of wasp nets nests, and it like strayed away from that. And then they found out that it was like weak to wasp venom. And then we think back to the fake diamond thing, and it's like, wait, was that not it? 
Yeah. It, well, here's the thing, yeah. right? Like, the what I was like, my brain was operating on like a different level, I guess, than these the people writing this oh, character. Oh, a way different at. level. <laughs> because because like you know, and and not to say like oh these guys are fucking idiots they didn't write it the way I wanted to, no. but like my brain, I was thinking too hard about it. I was like, okay. Dude, he's he's gonna make fake diamonds and they're gonna like mix it with the wasp venom. I was like, once they introduced the idea of like, oh, we're gonna use a wasp venom, I'm like, oh, genius! And they're gonna bring back. No, does not happen. Uh, in in fact, they don't. I mean, at first, like Dogra shows up in his like full on the poster form. Yeah, and starts fucking up town and like for like 30 seconds. It's a pretty cool scene with the tentacles coming down and like ripping the bridge like out of the water yeah, and like th- there's some, tearing it apart. There's some really great like uh, uh, playing with like color and lighting and stuff in that scene too. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, but they they like, of course, AG is like, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the boys will come out to play. knuckles, all right. <laughs> and then there's the five minutes of sustained gunfire scene. Uh, and then the Dogra gets blown up, and like I said, he gets blown up to a bunch of tiny, smaller Dogras, and then that's when they come up with like, all right, we gotta find some right. fucking way to kill these things. So right. they come up with the wasp venom solution. Now at this point, they've done a pretty good job of like making both the like plot about the diamond thieves and the like the plot with the detective and then the plot with Dogra itself. And like all of these conflicts are kind of like intertwined because Mark Jackson is only investigating because there's been all these diamond thefts around the world that are impossible. It's all been Dogra. Yeah. Um, and you know, all, all these things are kind of coalescing, but uh, you know, similarly to the previous movie, it kind of just ends up being like, Oh, they're pe- the military and shit or whoever is dealing with the monster over here and then they're wrapping up their plot over here and then like a thing from the monster plot just intervenes at the very end and then kind of like puts a, a succinct stop yeah. to the stuff with all the diamond thieves yeah it, it it's uh it, it kind of just uh very quickly wraps up it, it's it's uh uh, like the movie kind of runs out of steam, but instead of slowing down and just like going kaput, it, it starts to run out of steam and then fucking hightails it and just gets to the yeah. destination as soon as possible. Uh, so like, uh, uh, I don't know. It, it's actually strange, but this isn't, this is an 80 minute monster film that probably could have been a bit longer and then maybe been a bit yeah. more fleshed out. But, uh, yeah. So um, I, I just have to mention, though, the, the music in this movie is like largely like uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Ikefube again and stuff kind of like Ikefube yep. by the numbers and stuff. But the the music that plays uh, when they are gathering the wasp venom and it's just like a, a montage is fucking awesome. I was like, yeah. I was blown away. I was like, yeah. holy shit, this is like one of my favorite Ikefube tracks is out of nowhere. And so it's really fucking cool. There's like cool like piano stuff in it. Really sick. Um, and uh, uh, so yeah, so so the the so all these uh, plot lines start to start to converge. Uh, the thieves catch up to Mark and uh, 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 and Komai and are just like, all right, motherfuckers, now we got you. And they tie him up 
and uh, they tie up Komai and they uh, handcuff uh, Mark and uh, uh, they are like, all right, don't move anywhere. Also, we're going to put dynamite on your clothes and blow you the fuck yeah. up and kill you uh, <laughs> and stuff because like they're just so sick of all this bullshit and stuff. And it's mostly Mark getting Komai into trouble. I mean, Komai didn't really do that yeah, much. He's not. He's. I don't, I don't think Komai is that great of a detective, honestly, but like Mark is just fucking owning the shit out of these guys and pissing them off real bad. Um, so, so yeah, there's like, all right, put dynamite on their clothes and blow them the fuck up and light the fuse and let's fucking get out of here and get some, get some diamonds because lady stole, uh, the diamonds that everybody thinks Mark has, uh, cause they mm-hmm. found out he has like a locker key and stuff. I'm sorry. Things are getting kind of jumbled and stuff. The, the ending of this movie really is like crazy fast. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. so, so then there's then a, uh, a pretty like decently like sus- suspenseful scene plays where they're trying to get out of their little pickle that they're in. Uh, uh, Mark has like a gun in like a, in like a bag that like uh, Komai has to like knock over and then try to get and then shoot the handcuffs off of Mark. So Mark could then free Komai. And yeah, uh, it's like fun. It's like kind of funny and awkward in a couple ways too, because he's like awkwardly crawling towards this gun with his hands tied around his back. And like, it's like inching towards it. And Mark, he's going closer. Come on, come on closer. And then, and then like, eventually he gets the gun and starts shooting, but he misses like four times before he finally gets the, uh, uh, the handcuffs and the marks free. Uh, they 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 get away and then they start chasing out and everything kind of starts converging at this beach where uh, uh, the smoke lady, uh, as I keep calling her in my notes, uh, <laughs> uh, from the beginning of the film and stuff is uh, has all the diamonds and everyone's trying to get to her. There's a there's a big old shootout. Uh, there's also a line. Uh, this is maybe just the uh, me not being cis here talking, but. There's a line in the subs here that's on, um, that is on the uh, uh, the Internet Archive uh, version that uh, calls where they where they call her a double crosser. Like all the all the, the gang of thieves are just like we don't take kindly to double crossers. But my eyes, for some reason, I was like kind of, uh, I was like really tired and like a little bit like woozy or something. I guess I, I like misread that for a second as crossdressers. And I thought that 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 the movie just dropped some some wild shit right at the end. I was like, whoa, they're just dropping just some just this wild information about this character like fucking 10 minutes before the movie's over. It's like, that's pretty weird to do. And then, like, I rewinded and I was like, OK, never mind. Sorry. Uh, uh. Uh, fucking oh, damn it, Tugger isn't woke. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, yeah, it definitely isn't because then she dies in the shootout pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, she just gets fucking just 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 killed, which sucks. I was like, oh man, that's yeah. I, 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 it, I liked her. She was cool. It, at least all the other guys get to die with. Oh my in like god, a cartoonish. Yeah, fucking yeah. way. Okay, so yeah, so. Uh, my notes here, chron- like just one directly after the other, is three dots, and she dies after a shootout. A shootout that kind of sucks. And then the next one is two, three dots again, and the gang gets smushed by a big rock. 
that kind of owns. <laughs> <laughs> so they just like like it's just at the same time as the military just just shooting the shit out of Dogra with a bunch of fucking wasp venom. and killing it he turns into a big old into a bunch of rocks and they start raining and one just enormous one that just so happens to be about the size of six humans running on a beach just (laughs) smashes all like six of these dudes at the same time and uh, i'm telling you it's because it's because of fucking mark jackson's like bugs bunny it's like it's like a looney tunes ending where they're like oh the villains they get punished for their crime by a giant rock comedically yeah, falling I know. on top of them. Uh, Mark Jackson could definitely do like, I mean, this is crossing the wires a little bit, but he could definitely pull off the gag of like painting like a tunnel on like a giant rock. And then he goes through it. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody else tries to go through it and they just crash. Uh, that That's that's how Mark Jackson works in this film. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you know what? Toho probably would have done that if they got to make their Mark the Jackson Mark Jackson film fucking series. series. Whenever Toho yeah. gets the film rights back to everything, I mean, I I know they probably still have the film rights, but they should reestablish Mark Jackson and then yeah. spin off his series. They should do it. The, the The world is ready for Mark Jackson. Please, please, God, please. Um. So, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. They just kind of like, all right. Well, anyway, let's uh. Yeah, the the movie, the movie just uh, uh, ends like like they okay. So it's not it's not they get smushed by rock and then title card right. But like <laughs> that'd, be, really that'd be fucking hilarious. No, uh, it, it's just right after that everyone's like, well, that's over. Good job, everyone. And then uh, I think there's probably a scene in between and stuff. But we end with like everyone going towards an airplane, uh, and uh, Mark and Munakata are going on there and stuff to like do some other stuff. I think Mark's going to go back home and do diamond shit in fucking America. And I think Munakata's yeah. going to be doing like other research about Dogura and the wasp yeah. venom and stuff. And then everyone else kind of well, waves he, them off. He, yeah. Yeah. I, like he says a really mystifying thing of like, Oh, I'm going to go talk with the UN about how we can apply this situation to future proceedings. I'm like, what? I don't know how the fuck you can like, I don't know in any situation where shooting wasp venom into the air is going to be like, oh yeah, now we can use that to save the day. <laughs> and then like Mark, Mark Jackson drops the bombshell that is like, oh, there never were diamonds. Right. The, right. The, the, <laughs> the, the bag that the, that the lady died over that she, that she risked her life and then died over was fake too. There were, yeah. there are so many diamonds in this movie and none of them were diamonds. And it's not even like, like the, the, I, the, the in real life thing of no, they're all prop diamonds. Why would they get so many diamonds? No, there were never diamonds ever in this movie. Yeah, in fiction. Yeah. There were never diamonds. Diamonds are fake. Uh, yeah. so this movie is actually like a, uh, 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 a cutting commentary on the diamond industry. And how uh, yeah. they're actually just rocks, people. They're not really worth that much money. And uh... <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. But uh, but yeah, th- that's the movie. Damn it, yeah. that's that's so, that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I would say that most of my enjoyment came from like just I don't know. It, it was just a fun movie to watch. I was never really super bored throughout it. Uh, there are some movies that I enjoyed, but were kind of bored here and there, like. Like, um, Atragon was one that was kind of, like, dull. 
in a lot of places, but had its good points. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, other things like Gorath had like a really cool final, like five minutes of the movie, but the most of it was just like build up to that. There was a walrus, uh, that showed up. Oh man, there was. Remember that? There sure fucking was. He was there. (laughs) They're like, okay, well anyway, we're done with that walrus. (laughs) But but yeah, so this, you know, genuinely, it's uh, fun. Had a good, yeah. Had a good time with it. You know, how, before we wrap things up, though, how did you feel about, like, how Dogura, the monster himself, like, worked as a monster? Because, you know, there was a huge, important push to be like, oh, this is a new type of monster. Yeah. We're trying something new. How do you feel that that worked? Uh, I, I think it, I think it was reasonably effective. I feel like if I was someone that saw this in theaters in the 60s, I probably would have been pretty... I don't know. I, I don't know that I I'm trying to f- figure out if this would have been impressive or just boring because I feel yeah. like this is sort of impressive, but the, the fact that they never released this film ever again kind of tells me that reception was that kind of sucked. <laughs> there, there wasn't, there wasn't a dude stomping on shit. Where, where, where's yeah. that guy? Where's Harlow? God damn it. Give cut Harlow a check. Where's Harlow yeah. Nakajima, damn it. <laughs> um, so so maybe maybe this wasn't really at all like the revolutionary thing that they, that they kind of hoped it was or something that was like kind of interesting, at least. Uh, I do think it looks interesting and looks really cool, yeah. um, but it, it doesn't do very much uh, uh, like kinetically or, or just it's not mm-hmm. it's not exactly very interesting. So. Oh, yeah, no. it's not the most interesting part of the film at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, oh, I don't want to say it sucks, but like, I, I kind of just wasn't huge on it either, though. So, I kind of just get why, if there was an actual like pretty cold reception to this back in the day, um, it, it kind of just is cold on the monster stuff in general. But it is again, I think I think it's really just the novelty. I feel like they should have spun this a different way. I feel like mm-hmm. if they spun this as a movie and didn't and didn't call it Dogura, but they but they called it like a jewel heist like title and advertised it as a jewel heist movie and then people see it and there's a fucking alien space monster just in it just as part of the setting. That's really funny and really unique. But the fact that they're advertising a monster and trying to get people to see it on the pretense of a monster being there really puts it into kind of just like troubled waters i guess critically where you're like well i don't know like it, it was cool there's a lot of great stuff i love the jewel stuff in the movie it's actually like really entertaining mark's fantastic uh a lot of uh, great stuff with the jewel thieves themselves but also like i don't know the monster stuff i could kind of take or leave it's like really it's really good yeah, flavor yeah. really poor main event yeah so yeah. once again over and over we're kind of proving ourselves right yeah. that the human element of these movies is kind of the most important thing to nail down yeah uh and i think that it shows here in that like a movie that has like a cool monster but like really boring human stuff is like not as interesting as a movie that has really interesting human stuff or at least like entertaining human stuff yeah. Uh, but a boring or like underutilized monster. Yeah. So 
I think that 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 takes a little bit farther. I still won't say it's like quite as good as something like Rodan. No, uh, but yeah. it's like it's in the middle, and I think that yeah. it's definitely like in the upper echelon yeah. of the movies that we've talked about and, and the best of the middle tier ones and definitely not any of the, the bottom tier. No, so. no, not, not at all though. I will say uh, just, just to kind of pump up Gorath just a little bit. Cause I have a weird soft spot for that movie. Yeah. Uh, that, that uh, this is definitely a better movie and stuff. I would definitely watch this again or recommend it more and stuff mainly, just, especially because it's like so rare of a movie, but also, uh, Gorath, it's, uh, it's like, it's special effects stuff got like genuinely apocalyptic and it's probably yeah. this, like, aside from the original Godzilla, probably the scariest effects work in the series so far. So, um, so, so that moment I would take over any of the special effects moments in, uh, Dogura, but Dogura is definitely more fun. I agree with you completely that it should definitely be top of the middle under the good to great tier though like like under that but yeah so so th- that's my thoughts and that's your thoughts and uh i guess it's good for a sign off all right and that will do it for this week's episode i have been wyatt your host and you can find me at twitter.com slash wasp ranger that's w-a-z-p ranger there you can find some art some posts about cartoons and anime and tokusatsu. Uh, and you can find me linking to my videos from YouTube. My videos on YouTube, that's under It's Only Magic. I do videos about cartoons. I do videos about anime. So you can find all of that there. And if you ever want to check out some of my art, uh, you can go to twitter.com slash and check out my long, very, very long series of posts that I've made doing daily drawings of every single character and monster throughout all the Dragon Quest series. Huge fan of Godzilla. You're probably a nerd. You probably would like Dragon Quest. So check that out. Yeah, you can find me at Twitter at anti underscore laser. Uh, It's the big old beautiful picture of Pigmon that you will see. And I am also the singer and lyricist for two different bands. Uh, You can find releases from anything that I'm involved in uh, on popspirit.bandcamp.com. The bands that I'm in are a very aggressive, uh, very complicated, interesting, (laughs) I guess, band called Petalfold and a more experimental kind of adventurous rock uh, outfit called Burned In. I am also the creator and manager of the Explode When Defeated podcast Patreon, uh, where you will find uh, exclusive deets and info and extras for Discuss All Monsters and others associated series. At the $1 tier, you will get a thank you message and access to our off-topic podcast and a one-day early podcast release for Discuss All Monsters without ad breaks. At the $5 tier, you'll get everything I just mentioned for the $1 tier, as well as early access to exclusive miniseries we'll be doing, two of which are going to be the original Common Rider series and Planet of the Apes. So if you want to give us a thousand dollars a month, I'll call you Boss Hog. So tune in twice a month for, uh, for new episodes of Discuss All Monsters, and uh, thank you very much for listening, and that's our sign-off. <laughs>